Come early, stay late. Your memories will linger on and on forever. In 1988, in Bruna, Nebraska, 4,000 people gathered in a field to watch 344 people surround a 10-ton barn, pick it up by hand, and move it 115 feet to higher ground. See, Herman Ostry and his wife Donna bought this property in 1981, and on the property was a barn that was built in the 1920s. Uh, later on, after road construction uh, and a change in terrain, when it rained, the barn would flood. So Herman decided to move the barn 115 feet to higher ground. He, he contacted a contractor to move the barn, but the bid was way too high. And then he started thinking, you know, with enough people pitching in, we could all move this barn together and accomplish something that normally doesn't happen. So the town's centennial celebration, 344 people put their hands on a 10-ton barn, picked it up, and moved it together. I wonder, have you ever stopped to think about the power of more? I mean, you, you've heard the phrase, strength in numbers, uh, the mantra, we're all in this together. Maybe even the Bible verse from Ecclesiastes that says, though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Maybe you even did a cord of three strands uh, at, at your wedding where you, you tied these ropes together and you had this Bible verse read, and a cord of three strands is stronger together. Uh, I'll tell you, this understanding of the power of more is actually pretty rough for me. Um, see, I'm an only child, and so I've developed these independent tendencies. Uh, see, going to school, I never wanted to work on group projects. I, I preferred to work alone, probably because uh, I ended up doing all the work myself. I, I think I just had slacker teammates. <laughs> uh, and I, I tend to lean more towards uh, being introverted and personality profiles. Like, I like I like being around people, but it drains me. And, and then there are times where I get energized doing stuff on my own, like working on our 1983 El Camino. Uh, and so when I was a kid also, just thinking about my tendencies to be alone, uh, I never wanted my friends to come over because when they came over, they'd always mess up my stuff. <laughs> and, and that's how it is, isn't it? I mean, when you're alone, when you're on your own, when you're independent, not needing to rely on anyone, you can have things how you want it. I mean, you're in control. You can make things a certain way. You don't have to compromise. There's, there, there's a kind of freedom that comes with being on your own. You can, you can make things neat and orderly. And then as soon as you introduce other people, things get messy. Because other people have opinions, right? Other people have input. Uh, they, they challenge you. They don't always do what you want them to do. When, when other people come into the picture, they can hurt you, they can let you down, they can disappoint you. See, it just feels easier to be a lone wolf. And you've seen this image of a lone wolf, haven't you? I mean, strong, independent, uh, in charge, roaming its own territory. The lone wolf is the epitome of everything masculinity, taking charge, carving your own path, independence. But here's the problem with being a lone wolf. See, lone wolves die. L lone wolves are the exception rather than the rule because wolves are pack animals. Wolves need each other to survive and thrive. A lone wolf is not the epitome of strength. 
but weakness. Lone wolves are the weakest uh, and the sickliest wolves in the pack. And the thing is, they can't keep up. They, they can't fend for themselves. They are the runts in the pack. And so when a wolf becomes a loner, it loses the protection of the pack. It loses any territory that it may have. If, if a lone wolf ventures onto another pack's territory, it could be attacked and killed. See, wolves, they hunt in packs and their strength and numbers and they're more successful in getting prey when they hunt in the pack. Lone wolves, because they're alone, they don't have the advantage of the pack. So they don't hunt as successfully and they don't eat as much. And often, they starve to death. One article uh, describing lone wolves said, without the support of the pack, they're more likely to die. But just because a wolf leaves its home doesn't mean it's gone forever. If a lone wolf can succeed on its own, it may eventually return to its natal pack. See, it may seem tempting to live as a lone wolf, but lone wolves die. However, there's hope. There's hope that if a wolf is a loner, it could still return back to the pack. You know, only about 15% of wolves make up this lone wolf population. I mean, really, it makes it the exception rather than the rule. But I think when it comes to people, the percentage of people who make up this lone wolf sort of phenomenon, it's a lot higher. And sure, maybe, maybe you're the, the kind of person who feels like you're, you're on your own, you're independent, you pave your own path, other people just get in the way. Hey, listen, I get it, I understand. But, but maybe also you're a lone wolf and you feel like you don't have a choice. What I mean is you just feel alone. I mean, sure, you're surrounded by people. You have 453 Facebook friends, 125 followers on Instagram. You work with people. You sit at church service surrounded by people. But even though you're not lonely, you feel alone. My, my, my guess is that the percentage of people who fall into this feeling of alone is a lot higher than 15%. We've been in this series, The Me I Want to Be, uh, exploring this gap that uh, we all seem to live in between the, the me that I see and the me that I want to be. Who, who, who it is I want to be is not always who I am. And, and we're trying to figure out in this series how to make who we want to be the reality in our lives. We're, we're, we're covering our values uh, as a church. Uh, we call it the journey way. Uh, but these are values that, that I believe aren't just for our church, but for your life. And if the journey way becomes your way, I believe you'll be able to bridge this gap between who you see and who you want to be. And the value that I want to give you today is this value that is so critical in operating effectively and efficiently as a church. But it's also vital in you discovering the more that you were made for. And so the value is this. We can't do this alone. We can't do this alone. And, and, and we're talking about life, we're talking about family, we're talking about marriage, we're talking about finances, we're talking about every, we can't do this alone. And it's, and it's understanding and knowing and operating from this mindset, we can't do this alone, no lone wolves here because lone wolves die when we operate from that mindset, I believe, 
we'll find life. You know, this is so imperative for a time like this when we live in a disconnected lone wolf society. See, we live in a society, we are more connected now than ever before through social media, and yet we are more disconnected than ever before. Here's, here's what I mean. We interact with one another because of proximity, right? It's, uh, it's because we go to school together, or we work together, or we have similar hobbies. But when we graduate, when we don't work together, when we're disinterested in that hobby, it's like the friendship fizzles. I mean, it wasn't held together by much. And so when it comes to, to friendship, what, what we're trying to find out in our relationship is, is are we friends? Are we, are we deeper here? Are we connected? Is there something more to our friendship? Because, sure, like, like when things go wrong, I don't need somebody to double tap my picture, right? I don't, I don't need someone to post on my post saying praying for you or to send me praying hands. I, I, I need for someone to call me up and be there for me. I need someone who knows me and cares for me and will help me. But, but those kinds of friends, like for real, for real friends, are few and far between, aren't they? Here's why we struggle with finding friends and having for real, for real kind of friendships. It's, it's because of the life that we've constructed. I mean, see, people are working more now, which means uh, that there's less energy for pouring into friendships. And, and more people are working remotely, uh, which further isolates us. Uh, people are moving more frequently, which means less time to develop deep-rooted friendships. People are getting divorced more. And you know, when you get divorced, it's not just like you're dividing up assets, but you start dividing up friends and people start picking sides. People uh, are also talking online more now than in person, which, which can be a front. It can, it can put up this, this mask where I can say anything I want behind a keyboard and I don't have to follow through. Right. Uh, also, we live in this time now where COVID has crushed so many people's habits of being around other people as we've developed new habits that keep us segmented in our own personal world. Uh, COVID also killed uh, the waning priority that some people had of being connected in a local church. And so we got sifted and we drifted from being connected in a local community of believers, trading it for an online substitute or for some, I mean, nothing at all. And so the odds are against us when it comes to connecting in community and really finding our crew to do life with. But the good news is that God has given us the solution we're seeking in the design of the church. And I love the design of the church. I mean, the church, this thing that was God's idea in the first place is so brilliant because the church was designed to be this gathering of people from all different walks and backgrounds and lifestyles to be able to come together, not just to sit in seats on a Sunday morning, but to be a community of people who do life together, who love one another and ultimately find their pack to run with. And I want to ask you this morning, have you found your pack in this church? Who is your crew? Here's, here's what you need to understand about church. And it's so tough for us to, to get this because for our 21st century American mindset uh, of the church, it, it's this place that I go to uh, for an hour and I sing some songs, I listen to someone talk, uh, and, and that's church. 
but, but, but the church is not a place. The church isn't a service. It's a gathering of people on a mission which creates a movement. See, the, the church is a gathering of people on a mission, a movement. The church, by its very nature, it's not a solo act, but it's me and you, it's us, it's we together journeying with Jesus to become more like him. And we've gotten into this mindset, right? Our, our American culture, lone wolf understanding, where we, we say, well, I don't need to go to church to be a Christian. And, and, and look, that's so true. But again, church isn't just a place that you go. It's who you are. And church isn't just who you are on your own. It's who we are together. See, you are the church if you're a Christian. I am the church if I'm a Christian, which I am. I am the church. So because we are the church, we have to be the church. And being the church means I need other people. And to not be part of a local church, a local gathering of people on a single mission, making up a movement, you can't fully live out your Christianity. We can't do it alone. We can't do it alone. We need one another. You know, there are 59 one another commands in the Bible. Look, Romans 15, 7, accept one another. Then, just as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God, accept one another then, just as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God. Galatians 5, 13, serve one another humbly in love. 1 Thessalonians 5, 11, therefore encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. Galatians 6, 2, carry each other's burdens and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. See, these are, these are commands that we can only live out when we're part of a local church. And being part of a local church goes beyond attending a Sunday service. Being part of a local church means taking ownership in your local church. See, here at Journey, uh, the way that you make church more than just a chair is by engaging in what we call the four Gs. The four Gs are this, growth, groups, gifts, and giving. Uh, and so growth, is all about owning your growth as you journey with Jesus. It's reading the Bible, it's praying, it's investing in others, it's inviting people to join you on the adventure. So that's growth. And then there's gifts. Gifts is all about using your gifts, your abilities and talents that God has given you to serve in the local church and to make a difference in the lives of others. And by the way, what you experience on a Sunday morning, all that we're able to do happens uh, not because I do it all, but because people just like you who are busy, who, has, who have lives, who have families and kids and schedules and all that stuff, use their gifts to serve and to make a difference. And I want to invite you, if church right now is a chair for you, I want to invite you to get up out of the chair and make a difference. Sign up to start serving on a team. And then there's, there's giving. Uh, so giving is all about returning back to God the first 10% of the income that he's entrusted you with by giving back to God through the local church. Uh, but, but just for today, I wanna, I wanna drill down on, on this value. Uh, we can't do this alone. As, as I drill down on this, I wanna talk about the final G and its groups. So there's growth, gifts, giving, and then groups. And, and I believe 
that everyone here today has a step that they can take when it comes to creating and cultivating a greater sense of community so that we can be the church God has called us to be, but, but also so that you can find your crew and so that you can bridge the gap between who you see and, and who you want to be. And so here's, here, here's a description of the early church, how people who followed Jesus operated together when they began to follow Jesus. We, we see it in Acts chapter 2, verse 42. Acts 2, 42 through 47, it says, All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them, and all the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. Uh, they worshiped together at the temple each day. They met in homes for the Lord's Supper and they shared their meals with great joy and generosity. All the while, praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their number, their fellowship, those who are being saved. You know, that just embodies the kind of environment that I want to be a part of. And, and the amazing news is that we have the opportunity to have that here and now through journey in our own lives. But we have to adopt this understanding that we can't do this alone. Like we can't do life alone, but there's strength in numbers. And that strength comes when you move from being an anonymous attender to being a known owner. Here's, here's how you can do that today. Number one someone today. Meet someone today. Look, you're sitting in a row of people you probably haven't talked to. I, and look, I get it. I do the same thing too. Now, remember, I, I lean towards being an introvert uh, when it comes to personality profiles. But I wonder if the answer to what you've been praying for is found in the person sitting near you. And, and you're saying, God, when are you going to answer this prayer? And God is saying, they sit near you in that church every week, but you keep missing it because you don't talk to anyone. Hey, let, let me ask you, could it be that your next business partner, your next friend, your, your husband, wife, coach, mentor, the answer to what you've been praying for is sitting on your row. Like they are so close, yet so far away because you haven't said hi to them. So, here's what I wanna do. Right now, I wanna give you 10 seconds. You, you don't have to get up, you don't have to shake anybody's hand, you don't have to high five eight people, just take 10 seconds to say hi to somebody that you don't know and let them know your name and get their name. That's it, and, and look, it's not gonna be weird, uh, because they have the same assignment that you do, right? So just take 10 seconds. Again, I'm an introvert. I get it. I hate doing stuff like this. But take 10 seconds just to meet somebody you don't know. If you know them, it doesn't count. So somebody you don't know, 10 seconds, go. Do it. Send hey. Did you get their name? All right, that's good. So uh, go ahead, if you're still talking, stop. You only had 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So now, so now, so now, 
you got to know somebody. It feels a little more like family, doesn't it? Yeah. And look, that's a step you took. And I wonder, even if it was uncomfortable, even if it was kind of weird, I wonder if you could take that step one more time before you leave. Like, just as you're leaving, go up to somebody and say, hey, the guy on the screen told me to do this. And they'll know exactly what you're talking about because they're hearing this too. But what if you took another step before you left today? Meet somebody else and get to their, you've already met somebody. You've already gotten their name. Meet somebody else and get their name. And then what if you did that again next week? And then the next week and then the next week and the week. Hey, we would start to build this church that was more like a community, more like a gathering, more like family. So that's the first thing. You already did the first thing. Great. Now, number two, here's, here's the step that I want to invite you to do. Sign up for a group. Sign up for a group. We're launching uh, midweek groups starting in June. And these are environments in a home uh, on a Tuesday, a Wednesday, a Thursday night, anytime during the week for, for about an hour, hour and a half. Um, and you just pick a group that you're going to go to. You're going to meet some people. You're going to talk about life. You're going to dive a little deeper into God's word. And uh, you got to take this step to sign up for a group. Here's why. Inspiration happens in rows, this here on Sunday morning. But transformation happens in circles, in a group with other people talking about life and how you can apply what you heard in these rows. So I want to invite you right now, scan the mother of all QR codes. Here it is. Scan the mother of all QR codes. When you scan that, go ahead and take your phone out. If you haven't already, take your phone out. Scan the mother of QR codes. Don't take a picture of it. Just Pull up your camera app, point the camera at the QR code, scan the QR code. Everybody, again, we're all going to take this step. When you scan that onto the select groups on the, on the page that it takes you to, select groups and then sign up for a group. You'll put your information in and you'll just select the group that you want to be a part of. We have several different groups in several different areas of, of Hampton Roads, so select groups Sign up for a group, we'll be in touch with you, we'll get you all the information that you need, uh, address, all of it. So, sign up for a group today. Now, number three, just to make it fun, next Friday, May 27th, uh, my wife and I are gonna host an event at our house called Bourbon and Burgers, and that's gonna be a cookout in our backyard and we would love for you to come. Now, it's a little crazy inviting our whole church over to our house, uh, but while our church is still small, at about 100 people, uh, we can do this. We won't always be able to do this. It's a narrow window of time that we can pull something off like this. Uh, again, as we grow in size, we're not gonna be able to have our whole church over to our house, but right now, in this unique season, we wanna invite you to join us. And so. If you're single, ready to mingle, if you're dating, if you're married, if you're divorced, if you have kids, if you don't have kids, if, it, it, it's all good. Wherever you are in life, you're welcome to come and you can bring your kids. This is, this is going to be a family event. This is going to be a you event. This is going to be an event for our whole church just to come and get to know one another. Now, I said bourbon and burgers and then you heard kids, right? So look. Don't worry, uh, we're not talking about getting turned up 
at this thing. This is gonna be a family-friendly event. Uh, and if you don't like bourbon, that's okay. Uh, you can just bring something else that you can share, right? Uh, but I wanna invite you to join us for this. And, and here's why, e even if you're like bur bourbon, even if you're vegan or bring vegan burgers, whatever it is, it, it's not about that. The purpose of this is so that it could be a fun environment for you to connect with the church so that you can connect with the people of the church and ultimately find your crew. And so you can sign up for that event today by scanning the mother of all QR codes. Here it is again. Uh, we'll have it up later too. Scan the mother of QR codes, select that event and sign up for it. Now here's the deal, you have to sign up so we can properly prepare for you. Once you sign up, we'll send you our address, we'll give you all the information, but you gotta sign up to be a part of this event. I don't want you to miss out. It's gonna be a great way for you to find your crew and discover the more you were made for. Here's the deal. The truth is this. We can't do this alone. We can't. We can't do this alone. There is power in more. Lone wolves die, but there's strength in numbers. I saw this wildlife documentary that illustrated the truth of these statements. Uh, and the documentary, it, it, it's centered on a herd of water buffalo. Uh, it, it showed this pride of lions also, and, and this pride of lions was stalking the water buffalo. And the narrator explained that when the water buffalo uh, stuck together, the defenses of the water buffalo were impenetrable. But when one of the water buffalo became isolated, when they strayed from the herd, then uh, they became easy targets for the lions to pick off. See, the goal of the lion is to get the water buffalo alone so it can make a meal of it. Peter, one of Jesus' closest friends and followers, once explained uh, our situation in this life. He explained it this way, 1 Peter 5, 8, he said, Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. You know what your enemy would love more than anything? He'd love to get you alone, to get you separated, to get you believing that you can do this alone. You can do this alone. You don't need church. You don't need a community. You don't need a crew. You got this. And I've heard this story over and over from people who, who come to church. They say, you know, I stopped going to church and my life, my life actually got worse. See, so I used to go to church, but then I, I stopped, and then this happened, and then this happened, and this happened, and then, and then I heard about your church, and I started coming again because my life went downhill when I stopped, or I, I felt unfulfilled. I felt stuck, and then uh, I, I heard this. I, I started coming to, to church, and now that I've been coming to church, I feel like my life is getting better. I, I feel like I'm on this upward trajectory. Do you know why? It's because you got connected. And if you do get attacked now, you got support. But that only happens when church goes from being something you attend to who you are and when you find your crew.
So you got a step to take. The step today is to sign up for a group. Sign up for the cookout to kick off your Memorial Day weekend. Get to know somebody today because there's strength in numbers and we can't do this alone. We can't do this alone. It's time to take a step and it's time to find your crew because the journey, the journey continues. Let's go together.